30th at the Fargo Dome. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Your home for the power trip. Paul Allen, The Jack Michael Show, The Common Man, and Bumper to Bumper with Dan Barrero. AM 740, The Fan. KNFL AM Fargo. Welcome. Welcome to the weekend. Everybody up. This is Herded Here with Swanee on 740 The Fan. You'll get the insight and latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. Tell the truth now. You can, you can level up. Be honest with your old pal, Swanee. Saturday morning, rolling into the weekend, and another bison game day. Thunder and herd stampeding down to Springfield, Missouri. Two o'clock kick against the woeful Missouri State Bears, who earlier in the season were looking like a playoff team, but boy, the wheels have just fallen off for the Bears down in Springfield. They were down 28-0 against the Jacks last weekend, and the final score was something like 59-7. to But you got to be honest with me now. Last weekend, Fargo Dome, that was a tight one. A little bit, little bit hairy there, 7-7, fourth quarter. A little nervous, getting texts from my buddies. Good Bison fans all. Saying, here's the crap burger game. Uh-oh. This is this is the one. This is the stinker. This is the clunker. This is the one we seem to have on the schedule every year outside of that dominant, legendary 2013 team that ran the table 15-0 national champions. You remember that group of guys? Said, Swan, man, this is it. This is, I don't like this. I'm nervous. I said, hey, now, come on. Just dial it back. We'll be all right. We'll get her going. We'll get her going. Code green defense lights out is always offense. You know, Spies and offense putting up about 40 points a game. Last week, struggled a little bit to get into a rhythm. Couldn't quite put things together. Had some dropped passes and key moments, some things that just didn't quite go NDSU's way. But I'll tell you this, Youngstown State isn't a bad football team. Bo Pelini's one heck of a football coach. And the Bison got out of there with a 17-7 win to improve to 9-0. Overall, 6-0 in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. And remarkably won their eighth straight conference championship. 
Let me say that again. Think about that as you're driving out there. North Dakota deer opener yesterday. I know folks from Maddock and Harvey and Bowman and Bismarck and Rugby, Castleton and all places in between. You're getting ready to go out this morning. If you're not already not already out there, you got the blaze orange on, ready to take down that big buck. You can send some uh, deer sausage my way, brother. I love that stuff. Eight straight conference championships. That's that's unfathomable. Two head coaches during that span. A countless number of players contributing to that, assistant coaches, staff, to win eight conference championships in a row in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. This is a conference that typically sends four or five teams to the FCS playoffs. This is a conference that had one team in Illinois State be amongst the elite top three teams in the FCS for two years in 2014 and 2015, they couldn't get past the Bison. Coprich, Roberson, Shaughnessy, that big old tight end, they fell to the Bison. Youngstown State made a national championship game not too long ago in 2016. Bo Pelini, one of the best technicians, the X's and O's guys in the business, defensive guy. They can't get past the Bison. Mark Farley, man, how that guy's got to have something the size of a hemorrhoid sticking in his craw, knowing that the Bison came into this conference, a conference the UNI Panthers dominated, dominated for 15 to 20 years. It's the Bison who have won eight straight conference titles and six of the last seven national championships, and our good buddies, the John T. Stigemeyer, Stig's Bunnies down in Brookings. They've had some doggone good football teams. They can't get past the Bison. All those guys have done since North Dakota State beat them in late September. They're one of the hottest teams in college football. Dropped one at the Unidome. They're 6-2 and two overall, number six in the stats, FCS. None of those teams in that eight-year span have dethroned the Bison. So enjoy that. So what I'm telling you this morning, friends, as you're heading out to walk the trees, the shelter belts, looking for deer, getting your morning coffee, a donut, maybe a bagel, getting ready to fire things up on another college football Saturday, enjoy this ride. Enjoy it. Things like this do not happen in college football, period. This is a time period, the Bison era, the Bison dynasty. It's historic. It's unprecedented. You think back to teams like those great Oklahoma Oklahoma Sooner teams under Bud Wilkinson. You think to those teams of, uh, oh, Switzer had with Oklahoma with the Sooners. You think about John Wooden's UCLA Bruins basketball teams that won all those titles. This does not happen. For as good as Ohio State and Nick Saban's Alabama's teams have been in the FBS, for as good as Dabo Sweeney has those Clemson Tigers playing, man, it's a big deal just to get into the college football playoffs, the Final Four. And you think about basketball, college basketball, 
I think the Duke Blue Devils under Mike Shishovsky have something like five national championships going back to when Coach K started coaching there in the early 1980s. So in the last 35 or so years, they've got five titles. North Dakota State has six national championships in seven years, is 9-0, and and is cruising on the fast track to another number one seed in the FCS playoffs, home field advantage in the Fargo Dome. One week! How excited are you? Next week, Selection Sunday, November 18th, ESPN, two or you, one of the two, is going to announce the playoff field in a couple minutes. I couldn't wait. I could not wait. I'm like a kid on Christmas amped up on his fifth coffee while putting down all kinds of candy from Halloween because we got the FCS playoffs. You know, I, I love Christmas music. I absolutely do. I'll throw it on Pandora while I'm working over at Vogel Law Firm, my day job, attorney extraordinaire. Have Pandora on playing the Christmas music. You know what I'm talking about. It's the most wonderful time of the year for so many reasons. FCS playoffs, Sam Herter from Hero Sports. He's going to join us in a couple minutes. We're going to talk about the playoff field. Now, North Dakota State. Number one undisputed heavyweight champions of the FCS with a record of 9-0 in the left corner with the yellow and green shorts. Underneath the Bison, UC Davis, Eastern Washington got a big one today, and that winner could have the inside track to a number two seed. James Madison, the Dukies, the Wannabes, the hey, we're just like North Dakota State. They lost again last week to New Hampshire. They just didn't lose. They got housed, man. They got demolished. They might not even get a seat in the playoffs. They might find themselves playing the first weekend that Saturday of Thanksgiving. So what I'm thinking about, I'm texting my buddies. I'm talking to you. We're talking about it on the Bison Illustrated podcast at bisonillustrated.com. You can check that out. Get yourselves ready for game day. What's that playoff field going to look like? Will the committee put South Dakota State on the same side of the bracket as the Bison? Where's James Madison going to fall? How many Valley teams are going to be in the playoffs? Is Western Illinois and is UNI and Are we going to see five to six CAA teams in the playoffs? Could James Madison really not make the playoff field? Lions and Tigers and Bears, oh my, oh my, oh my. We've got a lot to talk about. And we got a game this afternoon against Missouri State. I know Chris Kleiman and the Bison football team says one game at a time. You've heard that, whether it's Robbie Grimsley, Jalen Allison, Bruce Anderson, whoever we've had on Heard It Here with Swanee, Luke Bacon, Nick Gazer, Matt Entz, one, one week at a time, one day at a time. Not me, man. Let's get crazy. Let's look ahead to next week in Selection Sunday. We're playing the Missouri State Bears you know, that's a football game. I'm pumped. My wife and I are going to watch it. We got some housework to do today. Your buddy Swanee's going to have it on in the background. So, yeah, we'll watch that game. Am I a little overconfident? I don't know. Am I excited? You bet that 30-point buck walking down the tree line. I'm excited about the FCS playoffs. North Dakota State, if they were to win today, which they will, we'll talk about it in the Pick'em segment later in the hour. They'd improve to 10-0 and probably lock up the number one seed in Dome. 
field advantage. So you need to stay around. We're going to dial up Sam Herder from Hero Sports and talk the FCS playoff pitcher coming up on Herd It Here with Swanee. Can I get a Power Trip Morning Show. Weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on The Fan. I think we can clearly say this is the shindig. Ah! It's party time, people! Whether you're an athlete on the field or a grandparent cheering in the stands, Essentia Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine will get you back to doing what you love again as safely and quickly as possible. Our expert team is dedicated to treating your injuries with compassionate care. Essentia Health Orthopedic and Sports. For more information, visit EssentiaHealth.org. When you need tires, Valley Tires got them. Passenger car and light truck tires, commercial truck tires, even agricultural tires and tracks. If it rolls, Valley Tire has you covered with the most popular and best performing tires on the market. Michelin, BF Goodrich, Uniroyal and Hancock. Valley Tire, the newest tire shop in the FM area. With a knowledgeable staff to get you back on the road in a hurry. Valley Tire, 6827th Street South, Fargo. Just south of the intersection of Main Avenue and 25th Street. Online at valleytire.net or call 701-551-700. If a business continues to grow for over a half a century, you know it's a business you can trust. And Peterman Seeds and Holly is one of those businesses. They have food-grade soybean acres available with some of the highest premiums paid in the region. You can choose from three varieties and even get free seed. To find out more about these food-grade soybean acres, call Peterman Seeds at 800-326-3102. That's 800-326-3102. Peterman Seeds, top varieties, top quality, top yields. Have you done something lately that could have been featured on Cops? If you've gotten a DUI on your record now and need an SR-22 file, then you'd better have your best friend drive you down to Yankee Insurance. Yankee Insurance is your family-owned and operated insurance agency located at 1704 Main Avenue in Fargo. They've been in business for over 20 years, and you're promised the personal attention that you deserve from an insurance agency. Call Yankee Insurance today, 232-5722. That's 232-5722. Yankee Insurance, your family-owned and operated agency. Altendorf Trucking has alternating full and part-time CDLA driving positions to be filled immediately for the harvest season, hauling local and over the road. These positions can easily be made permanent for those willing to work full-time. Get started on your new career with Altendorf Trucking. To apply, call Mike or Marvin at Altendorf Trucking and Express in Minto, North Dakota, or email application to truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. That's truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. Welton's Tire Service knows that the right combination of dedication and talent is what makes any team successful. And that's why they're so successful at Welton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They've been dedicated to their customers for over four decades with talented technicians who offer superior service and maintenance. Welton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They're your Goodyear dealer. Welton's Tire Service in Lisbon, North Dakota. Online at weltonstire.net. Let's go Bison! Heavy duty grinding here on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The fan, 107.3 FM. Make sure to check out the show page at 740thefan.com for Heard It Here. You can check out this episode. We'll be posted and podcasted. I want to thank some of our sponsors, Peterman Seed, Seaberg Power Sports, Essentia Health, Yonkey Insurance, Altendorf Trucking, 
I also want to send out a special birthday wish to the United States Marine Corps, Semper Fi, 242 years young today, act of the Second Continental Congress back on November 10th, 1775, established the Marine Corps. There's no smooth segue out of that to Sam Herter from Hero Sports. Sam, FCS playoff selection Sunday coming up. I'm taking a look at the uh, playoff brackets that you and Brian and Chase Kitty have up at Herosports.com. And it looks like you've got North Dakota State matched up against the winner of a Colgate-Stony Brook matchup here if things play out to Chuck. I do, yeah. And it's it's hard to um, predict who's, who's playing in the first round, who's going to get matched up. Um, in the second round, but we did try to go off of geography. Um, and I think right now you're, you're probably looking at a game um, that looks like that for NDSU, a team from out, out um, in the East Coast, just because NDSU as a seed is a lot easier to fly into um, instead of other places. So um, I think right now you're, you're probably looking at NDSU playing some sort of you know CAA team or, or Patriot League team coming from out East. Probably can't avoid a CAA team if uh... – five or six of them that that's kind of the talk right now that the CAA because the Valley has cannibalized itself you've got North Dakota State South Dakota State and really probably one one other Valley team in the field whether that's a Western Illinois or whoever so with the CAA if they were to get six bids it's kind of hard not to have one of them looking at a matchup with North Dakota State and that the CAA has been uh, I don't know if it's been a surprise this year but with James Madison having two conference losses, losing to Elon, who's a, a ranked team right now, who you have, I think, slotted at, at um, what, the five or six seed, and with Elon beating them at Bridgeforth, and then with JMU losing at New Hampshire, JMU's got to probably win out to, to even get a bye that first week of the playoffs. Yeah, and even if JMU does win out, I, I still think it's going to be iffy, you know, 50-50 if the Dukes get a seed or not. Um, they'd be sitting at eight and three. Uh, one of those losses, uh, obviously is to an FBS opponent. Uh, but then they, you know, the New Hampshire loss is kind of the, the head scratcher there where I know the Wildcats are back fully healthy with Trevor Knight back at quarterback, but that's still a bad loss. And I think that's one where even if the Dukes go eight and three, uh, it depends on what else happens, uh, within the seedings. Um, certainly if two CAA teams, um, are in front of JMU, those two teams would get the seeds. But I think there, there's somehow it could shake out where James Madison could finish second in the CAA. Um, and then if that happens, then it's definitely a potential where, where we could see JMU as a seven or eight seed. But um, I, the way the team is playing right now, I think they can get a, a win uh, today. But next week uh, when they go to Towson, uh, I think that's going to be a really tough game. But, yeah, if JMU does go 8-3, and three, there's a chance they get a 7 or 8 seed. But I think right now, um, just with the way they're playing, it's looking like they might be playing on, on Thanksgiving weekend. Big, big matchup in the Big Sky Conference this afternoon at 3 o'clock. UC Davis goes to Eastern Washington in a game that not, not only has major conference implications, the winner of that game, probably has a leg up on making a pretty good argument that they ought to be the number two seed in the FCS playoffs. They have home field advantage all the way to Frisco on the opposite side of the bracket from North Dakota State. So in your bracket, you have three seeded Big Sky teams as of today. And folks, we're 
We know there's two weeks left. There's a lot that can shake out, especially in the CAA and, and in the Big Sky Conference with that Davis-Eastern-Washington game. But right now, Weber State, Eastern Washington, and Davis are all seeded teams in, in most people's brackets. What's going to happen this afternoon with Davis and Eastern Washington, and does a winner of that game have an inside track to be in the number two seed in the playoffs? I think if UC Davis wins, uh, the Aggies are definitely – um, in great contention to get that number two seed. Um, and with our playoff predictions at, at Hero Sports, how we do it is if the season ended today, these would be the seeds. Um, and that's why I had three big sky teams in there. Um, just because James Madison got bounced from being a seed. I think another team uh, that was seeded lost last weekend. Uh, but I think by, you know, once these last two games finish up, we're only going to see two um, seeded teams from the big sky. And that's what makes today's game so interesting is, um, if Weber State runs the table, they have a tough game next week at Idaho State, who is also, I think, 5-1 and one in the Big Sky. But if Weber State runs the table, you know, the Wildcats are obviously going to get a seed. Now, let's say Eastern Washington beats UC Davis. You would assume Eastern Washington is going to get that head-to-head nod as a seed. Well, what happens to UC Davis then? UC Davis would probably finish the year 9-2 and two with an FBS win that should get you a seed. I mean, that's a really good resume to get you a seed, but the question is, is the playoff committee going to have three big sky teams as seeds? And I don't see that happening because I assume North Dakota State and South Dakota State are going to get a seed. I assume the CAA is going to get two seeds. Well, if you give the big sky three seeds, that's going to give um, you know, the CAA two, the Valley two, the big sky three. That's seven out of the eight seeds coming from three conferences. I don't see that happening. So I do think... Uh, the winner of this UC Davis-Eastern Washington game, uh, whoever wins is going to be a seed, and whoever loses is going to have a really, really good resume playing on Thanksgiving weekend. Now, in your Hero Sports brackets, between you, Brian McLaughlin, Chase Kitty, Hero Sports, check them out at herosports.com, one of the premier destinations for in-depth FCS coverage. Two of you guys, both you and Brian, have NDSU and John Stigemeyer's South Dakota State Jack <laughs> Rabbits on the same side of the bracket looking at a potential NDSU-SDSU semifinal game. Chase has them on the bottom side of the bracket. What I'm thinking, I, I don't know what the committee's going to do with them. I don't know that the committee right now knows what they're going to do with them. But for me, me, Sam, I have a tough time thinking the committee, in addition to North Dakota State and South Dakota State beating rivals, I don't know that you reward a team that should go 11-0 in the Bison in the regular season. The North, North Dakota State should beat Missouri State this afternoon. They should have no issues with Southern Illinois next weekend to guarantee that number one seed. If three Valley teams make the playoffs, will the committee really put North Dakota State's biggest rival and the other seeded team from the Valley on the same side of the bracket as the Bison? Well, it's tough for, for South Dakota State because the, when the committee comes out with their top eight seeds, they can adjust things a little bit to avoid two teams from the same conference playing each other. So, for example, if you know somehow things shake, shake out that they had South Dakota State the eighth seed and North Dakota State the seventh seed, they can go, okay, you know what, let's just move South Dakota State from the eighth to the seventh seed so, so they're on the opposite side. But let's say – they believe that South, they're, they're, four, they're pretty firm in their top four seeds, and their number four seed is South Dakota State. I don't think they're, they would, if they want to move South Dakota State to the other side of the bracket, 
they would have to move South Dakota State all the way down to the sixth seed, to the sixth seed, and that would cost South Dakota State a home a home uh, a home game in the playoffs. So that's the thing. I think if if they feel really strongly about South Dakota State as the four seed, and they feel really strongly about their you know their two and three seeds where they don't want to move the Jacks up. I don't see them dropping the Jacks all the way down to the sixth seed. Cause that, like I said, that would cost them one at least one home game um, in the playoffs. So um, that's the tough part. Is I, I still think if South Dakota State has the fourth best resume um, and they put them at the fourth seed, they're gonna they're gonna leave them at the fourth seed. Um, and it's it's one of those things where, yeah, it's 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 not gonna be fun to see the Jacks again for the what would it be the fourth year I think total uh, in the playoffs. But at the same time, it's not like it's in the second round. It's not like it's in the quarterfinals. It is in the semifinals, and um, I, I I don't know if, if the playoff committee will bump South Dakota State all the way down, you know, to a, to a to a six or a seven seed if they think they're a top five team, just so they don't play North Dakota State in the semifinals. So that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep in the playoffs. And by that point, you know, whoever plays each other, whoever plays each other. So uh, it's kind of it's kind of tough to project right now where South Dakota State is going to land. Um, but my guess is they're either going to be a four or a five seed right now. It is. It's entirely possible. Not outside the the realm of what could happen. Kennesaw State. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sam. They've got a tough one against Monmouth today, and then they've got Jacksonville State next weekend, right? Yep, that's correct. So if Kennesaw State drops either one of those games, they're and they may not be a top four seeded team in the playoffs already. They're number two in. They're number two in your guys's poll. The, the stats, FCS, and Hero Sports, are they number two with you guys as well? Uh, in my personal poll, they are um, number two right now. Uh, as far as our Hero Sports Bennett rank, computer ranking, I'm not sure where they're ranked, but I know they're they're not pretty uh, far up there in our computer ranking. They're, I think they're somewhere between 10 and 20. So if, if Kennesaw State loses, they're going to fall out of that top four. Someone's going to lose between UC Davis and Eastern Washington. South Dakota State is right there. It's not impossible. What will be interesting to me, Sam, is if you're taking a look at, at Weber State and South Dakota State, those are two teams that can find themselves very easily in that number two or three mix. Um, well, Eastern Washington, too. And what I'm looking at, do you take two Big Sky teams in the winner of Eastern and UC Davis and Weber State, put them at two and three, and really put South Dakota State at number four when the Missouri Valley Football Conference went five and three against the big sky in the Valley big sky challenge this year. I think that it it wouldn't surprise me, I guess is what I'm saying. If South Dakota state somehow found a way to get up to that number two or three line, but there's a lot that needs to shake out yet, especially around the uh, FCS landscape. What do you make shifting gears a little bit? Cause we only have a few more minutes left. The Missouri Valley football conference. It looks like they may only get three teams. in. so do you think the Valley is going to, get North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and someone else? Or do you think the committee says, boy, I don't know if we can give the CAA six. Let's break that up. Give them five. Let's give the Valley a fourth. What do you think? I think you're going to end up seeing uh, the Valley with four teams in. Um, I, and I wrote an article about it yesterday that, <laughs> that right now, North Dakota State and South Dakota State appear to be the only teams that are locked. Northern Iowa, Western Illinois, Indiana State, and Illinois State already have four losses. And all those teams, they either play each other or they play a tough opponent. Like, for example, Northern Iowa plays at Youngstown State uh, today. And, you know, I think we we saw a fire get lit under the Penguins last week, and so that's going to be a tough match. So I think there's definitely a possibility where North Dakota State, South Dakota State is in. 
the third place team finishes seven and four overall, and then the next three teams are all six and five, and that's where the playoff committee goes. Okay, does the, does the Valley deserve to get a six and five team in again this year? Well, like you said, I think the Valley is still arguably the, the top team or the top conference in the FCS, if if not the top two with the CA right there. Definitely better than the Big Sky this year, as proven by the five and three advantage. So I think you will see a fourth team uh, from the Big or from the Valley get in. Uh, even if that team is six and five, uh, who that team is going to be, uh, who knows? Uh, I think Western's playing really, really, really well right now. Indiana State and Illinois State have four losses, but their problem is they have a non-pounder win. Uh, so it's going to be really tough uh, to project. But I think right now uh, you're looking at NDSU, South Dakota State, probably Northern Iowa, and I would guess Western Illinois could be that fourth team into the playoffs. Sam Herter, Hero Sports, with us here on Herder Here with Swanee at 740 AM, The Fan. Sam, two quick questions before we let you go. Question number one, what is the deal with the JMU Dukes? They dropped another one last weekend. They're sitting at 6-3 uh, and three overall. And what teams out there outside of North Dakota State realistically have a shot to get to Frisco and win a championship? Yeah, the, with the JMU thing, I mean, I could I could probably give you a five minute answer on that, but but I'll keep it short. Um, a lot of people are talking about the quarterback play, um, and that has been not very ideal. Uh, ben DiNucci, the starter, um, has been playing really well the last few weeks, and Cole Johnson came in and played decent last week, but still had a few turnovers. I still think it's the offensive line. Uh, we always talk about Mike Houston's team being able to punch you in the mouth. Well, their offensive line is not doing that. They can't pass block. Their running backs aren't performing as good um, as we all thought. You know, a lot of people were saying this is the best backfield in the FCS with Trey Sharp, Marcus Marshall, you know, Carvin Johnson. And, yes, the, 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 the run blocking is struggling, but the running backs are also struggling to, to make plays um, as well. So I think it, it is a quarterback issue with JMU, but it's also the offensive line is not playing very well. And I don't think the running backs are, are playing up to the potential. Now, I still think JMU is a dangerous team. Uh, come playoff time. So there's certainly a team, if you're looking, you know, at teams that could, um, you know, maybe cause an issue, a, a headache or, or whatever in the playoffs. I think Jamie was still that team um, just because they caught fire last year in the playoffs as well, offensively. Um, other teams that, you know, match up well with North Dakota State is obviously South Dakota State. I feel like the Jacks keep on closing that gap um, on NDSU. And you have to wonder, you know, eventually the Jacks are going to come out on top. Uh, at some point in the playoffs. I don't think it's going to be this year, but you can kind of just see that South Dakota State is getting closer and closer and closer, uh, closing the gap on North Dakota State. Um, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but if if these two teams do get matched up, um, you know South Dakota State is going to throw absolutely everything they can um, into this game and in the playoffs. Um, I still think Kennesaw State is a team to look out for. Um, they basically have their entire offense back from last year, a team that almost made the semifinals. They play, you know, pretty fast, pretty physical defense. Um, I don't think they're a legit team that can knock off NDSU if it were to come to Fargo, um, but I do think it is a dangerous team to prep for. And then UC Davis is another team, uh, lastly, that I'll mention is uh, their defense is a problem. But what we've seen with NDSU defensively, they struggle against a team that spreads you out and has a mobile quarterback. You know, South Dakota State's, uh, last year and in 2016, Eastern Washington in 2016, a team that's going to spread the ball out, you know, get the ball out of the hands of the quarterback quickly, throw it to a bunch of different receivers, and then have a quarterback that can make plays with his feet. Well, UC Davis has that. Their offensive passing attack is without question the best in the FCS, in my opinion. So I think UC Davis is a dangerous team as well, the North Dakota State. But, you know, if I'm being brutally honest, as long as the Bison play their game and they don't struggle in the playoffs, 
I don't see a team that's going to come to the Fargo Dome and knock off NDSU, and I don't see a team that's going to go to Frisco, which is basically a home game anyway, um, and knock off the Bison. So I think as long as the Bison stay healthy, play to their level of play, um, I, I, it's you know not breaking news here, but I think NDSU is by far and away the, the favorite to win the national title this year. Hey, you're preaching to the congregation. Sam Herter, Hero <laughs> Sports. Thanks for the time this morning, buddy. Of course, Swanee. Thanks for having me on your show. We're going to take a quick break. Coming up after the commercial, we've got Nolan P. Schmidt of Bison Illustrated and Chase Miller on the FCS Face the Nation roundtable on Heard It Here with Swanee. Hey, this is Travis Dunn. Join me for Around the Rink every Saturday morning as we'll go over the latest in high school, college, and professional hockey. That's Around the Rink, 930 to 1030 on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. Ready for some tough talk about tarps? TRS Industries, manufacturer of America's best tarps, wants you to know that all tarps are not alike. TRS tarps are the toughest you can find. Made of strong American fabric and materials. TRS offers the best warranty in the business. Go to trsindustries.com and see their full line of products. Their expert custom cover specialist has over 35 years of experience. TRS Industries, America's best tarps. Hi, I'm Paul Myers. And I'm Brady Brunsvold from Legacy Wealth Management. You know, Bison fans and team are known for their excitement, for their energy, and for their passion. And at Legacy Wealth Management, when it comes to your investments, we're known for the same things, excitement, energy, and passion. And when it comes to investing, if you have questions, make sure to give us a call, 701-365-8083. That's Legacy Wealth Management, located right at American Family Insurance, we believe that with the right support, any dream is possible. For auto, home, business, or life, contact us today. For details, contact Chris Heise Agency. Call 701-293-0798 or stop by 722 13th Avenue East in West Fargo today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI. American Family Insurance Company. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Attention truck drivers, Altendorf Trucking and Express of Minto, North Dakota is hiring professional OTR CDL Class A company drivers. They're also looking for regional drivers eligible to go to Canada. Offers great pay and benefits, driver friendly, all miles paid, home when needed, paid weekly and nice equipment. To join the Altendorf team, send an email to apply to david.f at altendorfinc.com. That's david.f at altendorfinc.com. Essentia Health is proud to support athletes at every level of play. We'll get you back on the field or on the court as safely and quickly as possible, no matter what sport you play. Our orthopedic and sports medicine specialists will provide expert care for your injuries so you can put on your uniform to do what you love again. Essentia Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine, caring for you like nowhere else. For more information, visit EssentiaHealth.org. Valley Tires, the newest tire shop in the FM area with passenger car and light truck tires, commercial truck tires, even agricultural tires and tracks. But they are so much more than just tires. Valley Tire does wheel alignments and mechanical work too. They have on-site service trucks and a pickup and delivery service. Whether it's the family sedan, a fleet vehicle, or a farm tractor, Valley Tire will handle it for you. Just say the word. Valley Tire, 6827 Street South, Fargo. Just south of the intersection of Main Avenue and 25th Street. Online at valleytire.net or call 701-551-700. Zero two. News update. 
As old as paper and ink, Nolan Schmidt brings his new school approach to Bison Illustrated as its editor-in-chief and joins Swanee to go over the big headlines for this week's matchup. Nolan, T. Schmidt, and myself, Bison Illustrated. We got the Bison Illustrated podcast at bisonillustrated.com. How many times can you say Bison Illustrated in five seconds? Well, I don't know if we want to go there. We think we're busy, but Chase Miller from 740 AM, the fan, is telling us yesterday Chase is at the Dome for about 18 hours calling North Dakota High School football championship action, starting with the Class A game at about you know 8.39 in the morning, leaves the Dome at about 10, rolls in here to do the FCS Face the Nation roundtable, then has his own show, has to podcast that, and then he has to get on the road, drive to Grand Forks, do some sideline reporting with the Fighting Hawks. Man, better gear up on that coffee. I don't drink coffee. I've never drank coffee in my life. And every time I tell someone that's it's a, heresy, they look at me like, oh, you're in radio and you don't drink coffee. How do you get by? I don't understand it. So it wasn't quite 18 hours. I calculated it as a 14 and change yesterday, Swanee. So you, you, as, as your NDSU football scores, you over-exaggerate every now and then. <laughs> that's, that's what heard, heard it here goes to the limit. We push the barriers to the breaking point where 14 means 18 means 21. Bison are going to score. 85. We were way off. That was a, you know, last week was the first week where it's set up where on paper it's like, all right, Youngstown State, those those guys are real and they're they're in a tough spot. North Dakota State, the way the Bison are playing, this one is going to be a beatdown. It's going to be over by halftime, and Pelini's going to get mad, and the Bison are going to get backups. And that was a fourth quarter grinded out slobber knocker of a football game, and really for the first time all season. I mean, I'm wrong. I'm way off in my predictions because I do tend to, you know, give the Bison four more touchdowns than most people would because of my homerism. But, man, 17-7, to that was a defensive battle where the Bison really couldn't get any traction going offensively. Well, I told Chase on Monday, I said, we got to stop making predictions on the radio. Based on on what I do. (laughs) Because we we said, okay, we're going to make a Swanee-esque pick last week. That was And then weeks previous, we're like, okay, well, you know, Northern Iowa, it might be a close game. And then, you know, it turns out to not be a close game. And South Dakota, that might be a close game. So I think, you know, we might defer to, like, not making predictions. But I think you're right, Swanee. And we kind of hit on it on the show and on the podcast last week is that, you know, Youngstown State had nothing to lose. They don't have a playoff live to play for. You know, you almost had to expect it if you're NDSU to come out and say, you know, for for Youngstown State that they're going to come out and try to punch you in the mouth as hard as possible. And, you know, we, we've talked about it. Youngstown and today Missouri State and next week Southern Illinois – their only goal has to be to knock that undefeated streak off. Am, am I right? I mean, that has to be their goal because neither of the three have a playoff life to play for anymore. No, North Dakota State has won 15 in a row. This Missouri State, they're out of the playoffs. They're 4-5. and five. You know, about a month ago, we were talking about them as a potential playoff team. The wheels have fallen off. And then with Southern Illinois, they're in last place in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, 1-5 and five in the league. And, and last week, to me, guys, it looked to be that one clunker. That one game where North Dakota State just couldn't quite seem to get anything going, couldn't get a rhythm going. Youngstown State is playing them tough. There are a couple really big drops for the Bison, and in credit to to Bo Pelini and his group, they were ready to play when they came into Fargo. But but I think it's it's nothing systemic. It's a best of the both worlds if you're the Bison coaching staff. You get the win in the clunker game. You get that out of your system, but you can drill down on your guys. This is what happens if you don't come 
and play week to week in the Valley, anybody can knock you off. And you had Youngstown State, who is in second to last place in the conference, three and six overall, that pushed the buys into the breaking point. I mean, you'd hope that'd be their clunker. That that that'd be my only kind of carrot to that. Because I mean, there's still two games remaining. There's still you know three four playoff games remaining. We don't know, you know, what a clunker is and what a clunker isn't for this for this Bison team. So I mean, we'd hope that seventeen to seven against Youngstown State is their clunker. The one thing I will take away from that football game, and I asked Climbing that in the press conference, was how big was field position, right? And he said, well, I was going into half, and I was noticing that we were minus 20, we were minus 15, we were minus 10, we were minus 5. Like, that's where they started at their own 5, 10, 15-yard line, where Youngstown State had it at NDSU's 47, 45, their own 40. And NDSU was lucky at that time that Youngstown State really didn't take advantage of it. But it's a good thing for this team to to go into a game like that to where, okay, they haven't had the football to start a lot of times in the shadow of their own end zone. They didn't do a lot offensively. I'm curious how much are they still holding off on the playbook? How much are we not seeing? Not to say that the loss to Youngstown State would have been a James Madison type of defeat where it was their third loss and they would have fallen out of the top eight. You know, they, they, They've left themselves some leeway where if they lose, they're still probably a one or two seed moving forward. So that's my only thing, guys, is – I, I, we haven't seen the entire playbook. You know, Coach Messingham hasn't gotten into his kitchen yet, and I don't think we've seen everything from the salad to the soup to the full course to the dessert. I don't even think we're necessarily completely into the full course yet, so that's my only thing with these next two games. How much will Coach Mess play these guys? If they win today, how much will they maybe rest some guys against Southern Illinois if they take care of business against Missouri State, and how much is he actually going to show before we get – to the playoffs. In North Dakota State, don't get me wrong, listeners, I, I don't want to be nitpicky. We beat a Missouri Valley football conference team by 10 points in that fourth quarter. North Dakota State, they missed a field goal. They had two field goals missed that day. Camp Peterson was one for three. One of them was a 53-yarder. The other one was more in the lines of a 45-yarder in the fourth quarter. You, you really would have liked to have seen us get that one. The Bison had a punt block in the shadow of their own end zone, which Youngstown State failed to take advantage of right before the half. Worst-case scenario for the Penguins, that game should have been 7-3. to three. Youngstown State is in a hurry-up offense, and on fourth down, Mays, their quarterback, spikes the ball on a fourth down to kill the clock. The Bison were fortunate to get into the half 7-0, to zero, but again, it's a 10-point win over a conference opponent. I think if you're Chris Kleiman, you say, we got the win, we beat Youngstown State, they always play us tough. On to Missouri State. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about the FCS playoff pitcher, and we'll talk a little bit about Missouri State Bears and the matchup the Bison have this afternoon at Plaster Field. You're listening to Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM The Fan and 107.3 FM. Come on, come on, turn the radio on. Big day of college football on the docket around the FCS, North Dakota State has got the Missouri State Bears down in Springfield, Missouri. Eric Yonser, Yance of Six Flags Tailgate, and thanks for listening, buddy. He asked, good stuff, but with 10 games, does SDSU have a number four-seed resume? That's going to be an interesting question. They went out there 8-2 and two with the Valley schedule, the way they played North Dakota State. I think they're in the discussion. Sam Herter from Hero Sports, he was on the program earlier. Thanks to Sam. You can check out his Latest column on Hero Sports. NDSU is crushing Missouri Valley opponents in the fourth quarter. That's up on Herosports.com. Nolan P. Schmidt, Bison Illustrated, Chase Miller. You can check out the Bison Illustrated podcast for free at BisonIllustrated.com. We better talk about the game this afternoon, guys. Missouri State comes into this one. Let me read you some numbers 
NCAA rankings, scoring defense, Missouri State 96th, rushing defense 105th, passing defense 102nd, total defense 109th, pass efficiency defense 107th, third down defense 106th. They're giving up 35 points a game on paper. Ah, on paper. Games aren't played on paper. But this this should be a game where North Dakota State shouldn't have any problems. Statistically, that might be the worst defense NDSU has faced this year, this year. And I mean, we're talking about a Cal Poly defense that I you know I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but that Cal Poly defense they played at the beginning of the year was not good. This might be the worst statistical defense that they play all year. And I mean, if you look across the the aisle at the offense. I mean, they have a junior quarterback in Peyton Huslig who's kind of a, a bit of a dual-threat guy. He's obviously leading the team in passing yards and rushing yards. So you wonder if that causes a problem. Obviously, the, the thing that we beat to death always is that, you know, dual-threat quarterbacks have beaten the Bison, Taron Christian. You know, even Nathan May has got some had a few flashes last week before he got injured. You know, it'd be interesting. But the thing about Peyton Huslig that kind of jumps off the page to me, guys, is that he has 13 touchdowns but he has 13 interceptions. So, I, I mean, that really, you know, sticks in my head that, you know, yeah, he's a junior quarterback, but he doesn't make the best decisions. And going to Springfield and Plaster Field, you know, you can always wonder, well, what's the crowd going to be like? Well, how How is the atmosphere going to be down there? Missouri State got rolled by South Dakota State last week, which essentially they had to win against SDSU. They had to win against NDSU. Then they had to win their last game to really have a chance to make the playoffs after they fell to Southern Illinois at home before coming up to Brookings. So for Missouri State in this football game, I look at it this way. There there might not be a lot of electricity in the building. There might not be a lot of electricity on the field. And if North Dakota State comes out, if they can take care of business and get a couple scores up early and then maybe the Bears start reeling a little bit. And the Bison, well, let's be honest, they haven't played their best football down in Missouri. They, they haven't. You can go through their games, and they've had some nice wins down there. They've had some blowout, quote, you know, wins, but they haven't played their best football. I think I always go back to that, what was it, 3 nothing ball game back in 2011. 10, 2010. When it was, uh, you know, windier than you know what, and the Bison found a way to make the playoffs, and everybody's like, ooh, that loss probably knocked them out, but then they had a home game. That always sticks in my mind when you have a bad game at, at, a, at, a, at a field. That's what sticks in my mind, but then I look back to the other games that they've had. They've won by 20 points. They've won close to 30. So I think at the end of the day, NDSU should be fine. But similar to what you guys said earlier, you can't sleep on an opponent. And Chris Kleiman has been preaching that, and they want to win the Valley Conference outright. That's the biggest thing today. There is something to play for. Next week against Southern Illinois, if they win, there's nothing to play for, in my opinion. That could be the danger game. But if they win today, there's definitely something to play for. The message, I think, if you're Chris Kleiman and the Bison coaching staff is playoffs are coming up. You don't want to share that Missouri Valley Football Conference crown with anybody. You've worked too hard. You're on the cusp. We win today. That thing is ours outright. Let's take care of business. You also want to be playing your best football come playoff time. The Bison are a senior-laden veteran football team. They know that. They probably want to improve on their performance from last week, so I expect a very strong performance from the Bison here today. I want to thank a few more sponsors, Walton's Tire Service, Valley Tire Chris Heisey, American Family Insurance Agent, Legacy Wealth Management, and TRS Industries. And, of course, our guy, Josh Linus, running the board, keeping us on track here this Saturday morning. North Dakota State getting a win today. They lock up. They're locking up the number one or number two overall seed in the playoffs. 
with a win today. Right, guys? Bison get the win. They're guaranteed home field advantage through the playoffs. I would say so, but let's, you know, Chase said, you know, next week might be the game where, you know, they don't really have much to play for. But, you know, in my opinion, let's not make a mistake about this. This Bison team wants to go undefeated. I don't think I don't think there is a question that this team wants to run the table and win the national championship. So, I mean, you know, yeah, Southern Illinois is the worst team in the Missouri Valley. But, you know, to your point, Chase, they could still rest some guys. They could still take some guys out in the second half and still beat Southern Illinois. I mean, I don't think that's too far-fetched of a notion to make. But, you know, I, I agree with, with Swanee. I, you know, this is going to be a game that you can't take lightly. And, you know, to Chase's point, it's a lot like Macomb. It's, it's a lot like Macomb. It's a lot like Terre Haute. You know, there's going to be 400, 500 people in the stands, and a lot of them are going to be parents of the Missouri State players. You, know, you have to make your own energy. I think we've, we've, we say it every time the Bison go on the road. Sometimes you just got to make your own energy, and that's what they're going to have to do today. North Dakota State has a very solid Missouri contingent. A lot of players from Missouri. You're going to see a lot of yellow in the stands today. I want to remind folks that this game is not on the statewide NBC network. It's the Missouri Valley Conference Game of the Week, so it's only on ESPN+. Plus. If you're planning to watch it on TV, if you tune in at 2 and think, well, where's the game at? Just FYI, heads up for you. Chase, I think Nolan brings up a great point there. This this team, for so many reasons, for so many reasons, has a lot of comparables to that 2013 team that will continue to unfold in the next week or so here. But this team wants to go undefeated. They're on a mission with all those seniors to run the table. It's kind of like Brock Jensen, right? We know what he was. Easton Stick, similar situation. Brock in his freshman year played half the time with uh, Jose Moeller, and then you saw Easton Stick. He had to come in as a freshman, play half the time. We were having that discussion. Well, should Carson Wentz or Easton Stick start in the national championship game? And that it seems crazy now that we were even discussing that, considering the pedigree of Carson Wentz now in the National Football League. And what he did in that championship Exa- game. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, we were having those discussions because look what Easton Stick did, right? He just came in, and he took care of business. They, they just said, hey, we're going to run you. When we're going to ask you to throw, just don't make the big mistake. Take care of the football and, you know, what the offense and defensive line will, will, will protect you. But the reason why there's so many comparisons is that one comparison is the amount of senior leaders on this team is the fact right now that they are undefeated 9-0 and and they're trying to be the first team since that undefeated, you know, 15-0 and Bison football team to win a national championship again. As we continue to move along and if they do win the Valley outright today and if they do win – against Illinois and they go into the playoffs as that number one seed, you're going to be starting to see more and more storylines from the local media to the national media making those comparisons as we continue to go along, especially if they start taking care of business in the playoffs. Chris Kleiman won't want to hear that. He's going to want to make sure the players don't hear about that. But, you know, we can talk about it, and there's going to be a lot of fans talking about it as well. Fans are talking about it right now. This, mm-hmm. this team is so similar, the way they've dominated opponents, 9-0 in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. To put that in perspective, North Dakota State has won 15 games in a row. That's the second longest winning streak in Valley history behind only NDSU's 33-game win streak. This team has not lost for over a year. Their last loss was down in Brookings to South Dakota State. And locking up that number one seed in the FCS playoffs to have home field advantage at the Fargo Dome, it's going to be awfully tough for anybody to come into the Dome in December and beat the Bison, especially Easton Stick. All he does is win games. All he does is keep moving up the record chart for North Dakota State, set another NDSU record with his 108th career touchdown in last week's win over Youngstown State. He broke Brock Jensen's record of 107 touchdowns 
Stick has an NDSU career record with 74 touchdown passes, which is fifth in Missouri Valley Football Conference history, and he has rushed for another 34 touchdowns entering today's game. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Entering today's game, he is 42 yards shy of the conference record for all-time rushing yards by a quarterback. We got to get into game day picks, though, because we're running out of daylight. <laughs> How do you guys see this one unfolding? Are we going to hit 80 points today? I, I don't think it's going to be 80 points. Ah. I'm going to be conservative because ah. last week last week I just went off the rails. So I think the spread's 30 or something like that. So I will say 40 to 10 NDSU. 40. The exact spread. 40. I'll, I'll say they meet Swanee the spread. might double that, by the way. <laughs> We're going to run the ball ends. 80 times? <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, I did see it's a, chilly down there. I, I did see know. a high school football team, Fargo Shanley, run the football 61 times yesterday in the Dakota Jeez. Bowl, which was a Dakota Bowl record. And you know what? We might see the Bison run the football that much, potentially with Easton Stick and company. I'm going to even be more conservative, and Swanee's already rolling his eyes at me right now, but I'm going to be more conservative. I'm going to say 31-7. 31-7, like I said, I just don't think Coach Mess and the Bison offense needs to show that much. Maybe the Bison get a special teams uh, d- uh, touchdown or maybe a defensive touchdown that could really ramp it up. But I just think you're going to see a lot of power left, power right, a play action here or there. I just don't see them pretty much saying, here's our playbook, take a look at us, unless they want to put maybe a formation or a new wrinkle on film. So I'm going to go very conservative and say 31-7. to So you know Pa Swanee is tuned in this Saturday morning with his buddy Ron. And Ma Swanee and Dad says, well, Norm thinks the Bison are going to be up 31-7 to at the half. Big Bison fan in Maddock wearing his Bison gear today, and he's right. 31-7 to at the game. Going to be 31-7 to at halftime. Lance Dunn, Mr. Consistent, Mr. Dependable. Adam Cofield, three-headed monster with Easton Stick. 500 yards rushing on the table. Bison heavy. 45 to 7 in Springfield. This is Herded here with Swanee reminding you that the strength of the herd is the bison, and the strength of the bison is the herd.